I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Guys, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving here, mm. here in the U- U.S. of A. Um, <clears throat> you yeah. know, big day. Big day. Big day. Turkey day. Turkey day. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Um, fucking good shit. Is dude. your dad going to be mad if your mom gives away a pie again this year? <laughs> I don't know what's going to end up happening with that. I still think that he will probably have the cake for the guests and the cake for the him. Mm, good. There'll That's be what an extra one in the you garage deserve it, refrigerator. Big G. big G deserves it. You deserve it, Pops. Is this our third Thanksgiving together? I believe so. Wow. That's boy. What That's what I'm thankful We've for. We've known each other a long time. That's what I'm thankful Been doing for. this a long, long time now. It's true, huh? Pretty crazy, bro. Yeah. Pretty mm. crazy. Fascinating. Um, I unfollowed someone on Instagram this morning when oh, I woke wow. up. How did that feel? Felt like I had, you know, clipped a rotting toenail <laughs> off my foot that I had just constantly been looking at, thinking to myself, you know, boy, that that looks bad. I don't like the way that looks. Is it but a I life kept person looking at it. or a comedy person? No, it's just some 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 girl. She's just a big, huge personality. She's really annoying, and I I don't know why I thought unfollowing her might somehow piss her off but i just did it and she did i re- then like when you, you hit, think she'll notice yeah, and then Probably. i unfollowed her and i realized she, oh she wasn't even following me so she's not even gonna see this oh, great. what a relief to not have her in my life i have no reason to know what's going on with her yeah. sometimes you just got to take the things that make you feel shitty out of your life i don't even have a problem saying who it was it was um <laughs> It was the the girl from Call Her Daddy that left. Oh. Sophia with an F. Shots fired. I was I was I don't know I guess I was following her because I felt like it was important. It was some sort of like cultural zeitgeist thing. All right. That I had to to, to know about. The, and and the vibe. Then, you know, all for some reason Instagram feeds her photos to me. And I never, I'm like, what am I doing? Why I don't, I don't want to know what's going on with her. No <laughs> offense to her. I mean, she'll probably take offense, but she's never going to hear this. So who cares? And I don't mean anything to her. I, I realize that my opinion of her means nothing to her. I hope this gets back to her. I oh, mean, even God. if it did, she, she would, you know, carry on living her life and making uh, fucking millions of dollars and and you know just having hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers and living a better more successful career than i have and so i hope it wouldn't mean anything to her and her me following her meant nothing to me so i'm so glad <laughs> you gotta trim trim the fat every once in a while <laughs> declutter your what is being fed to you on social media declutter that was a declutter move I feel like a weight has been lifted. You gotta lift the weight. Do you ever? Do you, do you know another place to declutter, Julio? Where I we, we get four to five mailings a day in our physical mailbox of like of like a Bed Bath and magazines, Beyond you know, credit card offers, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond coupons, cable companies telling us that. You know, and then it always says urgent, open yeah, immediately. Yeah. And then it's like, you could be paying less for your wire. That wasn't fucking urgent. <laughs> you know? Um, That's my job. I get the mail and I take out the recycling like a fucking man that I am. Yeah, dude. it is a man's job. Do you take a lot of the mail straight from the mailbox to the recycling? So I've set, I, I've, I don't want to make assumptions about what Hillary wants or doesn't want. And a lot of those kind of catalogs and shit. So I actually recently was like, in general, am I allowed to throw this out if I can, if I strongly assume that you don't want it? And she said, yes. In which case, now I've been taking it straight to the recycling. Okay. So think about this, right? You are taking a good amount of paper directly from the mailbox to the recycling. It's crazy. You're just a a reverse paper boy. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. Just start calling me the mailman. Dude. I mean, the the waste because it, it is wasteful, and it's it's not our fault. Yeah. We are on the lists for these mailing companies by virtue of our data being shared from banks, from but even just like stores we've shopped right, exactly. at. But they pass it on to their competitors. They share our address. That's what these places do. Mm-hmm. And it it never, you know, you just get used to it. So you just dump it right in the recycling. We don't need to receive this. I finally looked up how to get myself off these lists. And there are companies that you can employ, all sign right. up for, that will go through and remove you from these lists. Crazy. And we should all do that, man. Yeah. Now, having said that, save the trees. I did sign up for a new credit card yesterday. Which one? That's my boy. The American Express, American Express Platinum card. Oh, nice. Do you know that one? I do. Yeah. Steep so, annual fee, six hundred and ninety-five dollars. But, but how? T- tell me about it because I'm curious if that I should be using that instead of what I'm using. I love talking about credit cards. If this doesn't interest people, I apologize. I just think I don't know for some reason. It's finding an edge in any way that you possibly can in life. We should have the points guy on. We dude. really should. And they be- reached out and said, I work for the points guy. You should have him on. He'd be a great guest. Oh, my. What? Yeah, man. Dude. Problem is, the person who said that is now so buried in my DMs that I have no idea how to Fuck. find them again. Points guy, point person. Why Hit us up again. Why don't DMs have a keyword search? Dude, I know. and Dude, it's... I've been we're thinking about this. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a while to get there. <laughs> I've been thinking yeah, about this. yeah, we're excited all of a sudden. So, okay. So, what's the deal with the benefits? Too? Okay, so so I did a ton of research. First of all, I have a, I have you know my my idiot friends. Uh, they're not idiots. My pre- preposterously smart friends. They, <laughs> no matter how much money they make, no matter how successful they are, having an edge in really against corporations out. is something that makes that that you know, keeps their fire alive. Love it. They look for it at every, every pass, you know, comparing the benefits of TSA pre-check versus clear versus global right. entry, those kinds of things. They, they just eat that up. Yeah. So, um, the flex is to have all three. Well, I'm now realizing, unfortunately that I probably need to get clear. Why? Because the, the clear line is faster than pre-check. The clear line. plus pre-check line is the fire move. The clear line is faster than you get there faster. Yeah, and but, I but, don't but like clear plus pre-check. Is it's also its own line? That's different from the clear line. Yeah. Well, I have. That's crazy. I have global entry. Yeah. So I have pre-check. Yeah. But I need to get. I need to add You're clear. Add clear. It's, which pissed me it's off. A flex. It's like Apple upgrading their phones every six weeks, so you're instantly behind. Well, on my credit card, I get a statement credit for clear. So do I. Fuck. With my new one. Fuck. With the American Express Platinum <laughs> card. By the way, this sounds like a read. It's, <laughs> it's not. not. <laughs> Unfortunately. I wish I We're not getting anything for this. Um, but you get a $179 clear credit Which per year. covers it. So much. I'm going to use that and Unreal. I will have clear. Unreal. Now, here's, here's the big thing for me with credit cards, right? You see this laundry list of benefits. And I know that I am too stupid and too negligent to turn those on, right. the vast majority right. of them. And I said to my friend, I was like, look, $695 annual fee. He goes, it pays for itself. All you have to do is use this, this, and this. And I was like, well, I won't use those things unless I, unless I, do they apply automatically? Do you have to enroll, et cetera? And he said, they apply automatically as long as you utilize this credit card for those services. So what are the services? So Uber. You get like a $100 or $200 yearly Uber credit. credit. Cool. As long as you're using that credit card yeah. for your Uber you ride, you'll you get it back. Okay. Um. So that's a big one, right? Okay. So that's 200 of your $695 right Great. there. Um. Right now, <laughs> speaking of the points guy, they have an enrollment bonus of if you spend $6,000 in your first six months, you get uh, 100,000 points. But I was reading through different credit card comparisons on Points Guy, mm-hmm. and he said, check and see with the card match tool if you're eligible for a better bonus than that. 
and I I filled out the card match tool on through Points Guy. And you were? It went from a hundred thousand to a hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. Which I would Fucking not have Points known guy, if I legend. hadn't done that. So, dude, the so now those those one hundred fifty thousand uh, points. What is that? If you were to use that for flights, great question, great question. So it's two cents, uh, or one point is equal to two cents, something like that. And um, can't do that math in my head. No, I, I think it roughly equates to like two grand, fifteen hundred, two grand, or something. Okay. Um, and but but that only happens. So there, this Once is there's the there's 6, this is my this is how keyed in my friend is. Mm-hmm. He was like, look, you have to. Um, Amex has its own travel portal, okay. and if you, uh, you if have to you, do it through there, it's like no, not even. Oh. If you transfer your points to the airline, then you get the maximum value. Whereas if you just book through the Amex portal, yeah. You won't or get they it. Upcharge a little. You'll get one. You'll get half of that, and that point, it's not worth it. So, how do you transfer it to the airlines? It has you to convert be your points into miles. miles, and then what's and then the conversion you book your rate? flights with miles. What's the conversion? That's where I think it's two cents to every point. But if it, but okay, but so so that would be like seventy to five thousand miles. I don't know. Too hard. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean that makes that would make sense. Right. I, I don't know if the miles convert to cents though. Because I'm always, I'm wondering if I am fucking up by not having that card and having the Sky Miles one. So you went a different route. And I think the the Sky Miles card works if you really commit yourself to flying exclusively on Delta. Or if that is the airline that you fly the most. Whereas if you are not, if you're across the board like I am, I just try to find the cheapest flight. I still do that. Yeah. Then having this more broad serving card helps is is huge because you can use it apply to every airline right correct yes i think most airlines but the other big piece is that i get complimentary access to centurion lounges oh wow with, with a the, plus with one with a plus one. Oh, okay as many times a year as i want where are those lounges jfk and LaGuardia, not newark got it and uh you know dallas houston i mean so many places and but okay. but apparently my buddy was like Listen, most airport lounges suck. Centurion lounges are actually pretty elite. Really? They the so food is good. The, the cocktails lounge. are really good. He was like, You gotta go use those. You'll use those. Damn. So that's, you know, another piece of it. Um I'm a scrub, dude. <laughs> are you an Equinox guy? Yeah, uh, I do go. You there. get a three hundred dollar yearly Equinox credit. Wow. With this card. Um and the more of these that you actually turn on, they're banking on you not utilizing them. Right. But if you're absolutely, you know, litigious about using these, enrolling in all of these things, the card itself. more than pays for itself. Wow. Wow. Fuck, dude. This is like making my mind explode a little bit. How many cards do you have in your wallet? Three. I only use it in my Amex. I have a visa for it when I'm traveling internationally. I'm like, I might as well just get points for this. Uh, and then I just have another visa that I just have always had forever. Do you have a business card? No. You should have a card that is exclusive to business-related purchases. So I am I am really, really good about about uh, keeping my write-offs, like itemizing them Sifting as I, as I go. Them? Wow. So I, How do you do that? Every single time I have a write-offable expense, I, I write it down in a note. On your ent- phone? For the entire year. And then you add all that up and send it to your accountant? Yeah. And, and, just, and I and I I uh, organize it by category too, so that I don't have to. Jesus like, Christ, it out. dude! I mean, this is the thing. Like you, it's, it's crazy, dude. I'll show you. It's like a crazy looking fucking. That would be. This would be too frustrating for me. Yeah. It just takes an hour, an hour out of your life at the, at the end of the year. No, doing it as I go. Oh yeah, I've I would hate the fact that I was like, oh, I just purchased. You know, I'm on the road. I just purchased a smoothie. <laughs> but I needed that to sustain myself as food while I'm traveling. Here's yeah. nine dollars and forty eight cents into the Travel. phone app. Yeah, I know it's annoying. You're right, but but there's no. I can't really figure out a way to do that because well, I want to do all my purchases on my card. And I've even asked Amex. I'm like, can I just have two cards that are both for me, so that one of them can be for business and one of them isn't? And they're like, it would just still all go on the same statement. No, no, really. If if I had a card. 
that was pegged to that car. Is this really boring? No. <laughs> it is? Chris doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think this is... I think it's fascinating. No, it's good. I like to have... Our, our produ- one of our producers says interesting. The other says absolutely not. But I, I think it's fascinating. So you can have two separate cards, but if you have a card and then get another card as if you were going to give it to your girlfriend, but instead it's just for you. Then those it are the same, the same statements. Same but if you had two an Amex ones. Business Platinum and, a, and an Amex Platinum, those would do, do separate. Right, but that's the equivalent of like posting twice in the same day. You divide the likes, dude. <laughs> yeah, but there's a huge benefit in uh in in going into your business card statement at the end of the year and then it just it creates legitimate pie charts of your expense categories nice. which you can just then send as a CSV file so nice. to your accountant. That's really nice. I use QuickBooks and everything just shows up in one thing and then you just mark it business personal and then yeah, super easy. Super easy. You do that. Super easy. How do they know though? You have all your cards and everything linked into the quick. But how account. do you know what's like, but you still have to say it's business. Sir. Yeah. But then how do you remember? I just do it as I go. Oh, okay. Like you do. Okay. Yeah. But it's all in an app. Yeah. Fuck. This have is you... making me feel like I'm fucking everything. No, you're not. Because you get status. You get bumped up to first class. That has never happened to me. So I'm bum- something bumped you're... up to first class on my flights this weekend. Amazing. So. Amazing. So how? Uh. Because you, you just, just get, bought a coach flight and then your ticket came back and they were like, good news, it's first class. The bigger your Delta dick gets, yeah. the, boy, the boy with the biggest pee-pee goes so, to the front dude, of the line. That is so something that to, to me, you know, it, it's how do you compare the, the feeling of being upgraded for free into a comfortable seat where the flight attendant brings you a mimosa the second you sat, sit down versus knowing that I am able to fly to Europe on a round trip flight for free thanks to the points I accumulated by my right heavier card. Totally. So so and this is what it boils down to. I will always have a shit ton of Delta stuff going on and miles and all this. And when I can, I will buy my flights with that. If I can't, I just look for the cheapest flight. Fair enough. It ends up working out, right? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, whatever. That's fair. It's interesting. My credit score do you have a, how's your credit score? Good. Does it even matter? I think so. Like, I think it does. It depends. Like, if you can get fucking guarantors for shit, I don't think it does. But, you know, if you want to just, like, do your thing, it does matter. I think it's going to matter once we try to get a mortgage. I think, yeah. And then maybe your interest rate and stuff. But again, you could have a guarantor just lock in a better rate for you if somebody wants to co-sign for it. Do you care more about your credit score or your Uber rating? Definitely credit score. I don't give a shit about my Uber. Rating. I care a lot about my Uber rating. I got to be honest, man. I it pains me to spend money on Ubers. I will always take public transportation to the airport unless I'm going with my girlfriend because I wouldn't do that to her. Taking public transportation to the airport is a very rewarding feeling, dude. I take the bus to LaGuardia, dude. That's not that fun. It sucks, but I've dude, done that before. And even the Uber to LaGuardia isn't even expensive. I just can't. I I, I hate it, and my friends make fun of me for it. Ricky will make fun of me for LaGuardia this. LaGuardia is. You're proving a point. Because, dude, yeah, it's the cheapest Uber, but I, 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 the idea that instead of using that $40 on an Uber, I can fucking now ball out when I get to the airport, dude. $16 sushi, no problem. Interesting. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just hate throwing money away for no reason. I, my Uber from my apartment to LaGuardia, has been, I've gotten it for $18 That's before, crazy. Which is, is that, you know, that's that, If I could do that, I would never. There's something would, about not leaving the from the city, but leaving from Brooklyn. That that's fucking amazing. It's just so easy. It takes me, it's, I've done it in 15 minutes. Oh, dude. Well, that's, I mean, you can't beat and that. LaGuardia is really improving as an airport. It's really, it's so nice, dude. It's really getting good. It's sick. Yeah. Well, dude, anyway, if you guys, uh, after this big weekend of eating fucking turkey and cranberry sauce, uh, you know, if you hit the gym on Monday, which I know I will probably do uh, out of of some hope to improve, improve upon what I've destroyed, uh, FitBot is a great app. FitBot is a great app. And and, and I'm going to just add something in here, which is I think the most important workout um, in the week of Thanksgiving is actually working out on the day of thanksgiving wow. use it f- making it fuel yeah creating some space you will feel 
much better about yourself gorging that evening if you do a good FitBod app workout on the morning uh, or midday of Thanksgiving heading into the meal. I promise. Yeah, that's it's it's it, that's really good yeah. intel. Get yeah. in there to this morning if you can. Uh, but you know, FitBod's great because it helps you mix up your workouts, and everybody knows that. If you do the same thing, you stop getting results. You know? Yeah. Uh, FitBod makes it very easy. My favorite thing is that you can literally plug in what your setup is in such a specific way that it actually will help you like make your workout. It literally will be like, do you have gym access? Yes. Do you have like what kind of gym? It like mm-hmm. goes further, and then you're like picking out all this stuff. Um. So that's that's really great. Um. And it's helped me sort of like make progress with certain muscle groups that I'm not used to being able to do that with because it's essentially having somebody customize your stuff for you. Yeah. Um, and guys, don't forget, you know, the fitness journey should feel good. You know, be, perfection maybe is a bit of an illusion. Uh, and, but there is of course always a higher level to strive for, uh, that looks different for everybody, especially when it comes to fitness. So achieve your fitness goals. Oh, and guys, also to mention, you know, not having a gym is not a deal breaker for the FitBot app. For the FitBot app, like, no equipment, no worries, as they say. FitBot has body weight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. The app is super easy to use. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I recommend you guys checking it out. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBot today, and your future self will thank you. Get 25 percent off your membership at FitBot.me/oops. That's uh, F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash oops for 25% off of FitBot. So dude, I was thinking about this this morning. I feel like this is a good topic for our podcast. Yeah, I think this is very on brand. Yeah. Um, I think that the spoon is the superior utensil of every dining utensil that exists. Mm. And there are so many times where we choose to use a fork when the spoon is in fact a better item to well, be Well, the using. spoon is just so, you know, caveman. Well, not a, but you, as long as you, dude, as long as you don't palm it, if I, not, yeah, dude, if palming I, a spoon is like such a low key bad man. If I move. saw you eating Grr. rice with a spoon, dude, I don't know if I'd be able to talk to you again. Think about how much better eating rice with a spoon is. I do, in fact, eat rice with a spoon. A fork can't handle rice, dude. You can't <laughs> handle the rice. It's true. A fork cannot handle rice. What do you, what do you have, Parkinson's? I mean, <laughs> dude. Why can't you handle rice with a fork? It doesn't It doesn't scoop up a good enough bite, and it's also not as be- well-balanced of a bite. You can make such a good bite with a spoon. But you rice, can't bro. stab with a spoon. Well, you don't need to stab. What about with steak? If you eat steak with you a spoon? You can't eat steak with a spoon. You're telling me you tip the portion of steak onto the spoon? But the fork requires a knife as well for the, for eating a steak. Let's not get it twisted. The fork, the fork yeah, isn't doing much but there. But fork and knife together is the elegant tag team of cutlery. Okay, that might be true. Yeah. That, that's what it has going for it. Spoon, you know what spoons are spoon, for? Do you eat toddlers? Dude, try eating your chin chop salad with a spoon. It'll blow your fucking mind. Oh, uh, what? Way better than eating it with a fork. No, yeah. no. Yes. No. Yes. What about a what about a non-chopped salad? A non-chopped salad. A, whole a non-chopped leaf salad of romaine you can't. on a spoon. You can't do it with a non-chopped. But dude, it's if like you, trying to hold a sombrero in your palm. <laughs> It's ridiculous. You can't do it with the with the OG leafy lettuce, obviously. But dude, the spoon is so much more versatile than we give it credit for, and it is the the best utensil. That had better be a very finely chopped salad. It has to be chopped. If you're eating it with a spoon, it has to be chopped well. And 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 dense greenery works better with it. Chopped kale, super greens, but you get that fucking spoon cooking, dude. My aunt, bless her heart, uh, my one of my one of my closest relatives, she always used to say the chopsticks were the best. But I feel like she was maybe proving a point because I, I feel think like chopsticks I, are not the best. If you have the um, sort of deftness to wield chopsticks to eat anything other than sushi, then good on you. I mean, dude, I you see like you know uh, sort of the the traditional way that that people eat ramen is with chopsticks. Yeah, that's true. And it requires you putting your face in the soup, dude. I don't want to put my face in my soup. I don't want to have to do this where I'm shoveling barely liquid. Yeah, well, there, hold on a second. There's a combo here that you're ignoring, which is, yes, you eat the solids from the ramen with the chopsticks, but then to have the broth, you're allowed to drink it from the bowl. So That is not frowned upon. With the big ladle thing? 
Yeah, but that, the, that thing, that big spoon, man, that thing is not good. I'm talking about <laughs> the big ladle spoon. That thing should be for hors d'oeuvres specifically. You try to fit that whole thing in your mouth, you're cutting the corners of your mouth like a paper cut. Dude, there's something about the, uh, you know, what what is, what is the, the thing they use for that? Ceramic. It's not ceramic. It's like, what? anyway, it's slippery. It's more slippery. Mm, the amount of times I have noodles slither out of that big spoon back into the fucking bowl. Yeah. Fuck that. The well, move, this is true with any spoon. Do you forks eat Forks are better than chopsticks. Spoons are better than forks. Do you period. eat noodles with a spoon? Like, no, no, with fork. You have to use a fork. So then you're, you do admit that there are certain foods that just require a fork. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not just using spoons for everything. Jesus. I'm not like... What, a, what are the foods that you are advocating one eat with a spoon that are traditionally consumed with a fork. Eggs, home fries, rice, chopped salads, all spoon, all day, all the way. <laughs> if I went to a <laughs> diner with you and you were eating home fries, which are stabbable, by the way. They're also spoonable. And they break if you stab them. Why would you break something so soft and delicate? When you could, you can take your portion and scoop it and eat because it. Because it's not an Oreo. I don't need it to remain intact by the time it gets to my mouth. Dude, hear me out. So the top of the home fries tend to be nice and crispy and the bottom is soft. If you fucking, if you fork that, the, the top cracks like a creme brulee and it V's, it V's up. That's fine. I don't mind a fractured home Fuck fry. No, dude. You, I, wanna, you need to maintain the integrity of the home no, fry. No, I disagree because the home fry, you know, it's a mix of things. You've got some peppers and some onions in there and you like to mix all of that together. It, it it needn't be a, a you know an un, unblemished home fry by the time it reaches your mouth. You know, I I think that the like cultivating a good bite is such an important part of the eating process for me, and it's why, to be honest, I struggle with tacos. I hate the when I when I go to take the bite and the back of the taco comes out of the taco, and yeah, now like I'm now either. I have juice on my hand and I'm trying to like recover. Which, by the way, the remnants of a taco, the best way to eat those, obviously, with a spoon. You can't stab a tiny mm. piece of al pastor, dude. You need to, yeah. you scoop it. All right. Um, it's, a, it's a compelling argument, I and do think. you can't spell spoon without oops. No. Wow. How about that? We should that? start selling oops You were spoons. ready for that. You, I was that's, ready. I had that one. The whole point of that was to get to that, I, I had think. that one. I had that one. Um, uh, well, the, I think for me, the, 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 the deal breaker is that it's just optically... It's so brutish, <laughs> so base. As long as you're not palming it and holding it with your fingers, it's with fine. With a spoon. Palming the utensil is a bad look. You should be fingering the utensil. Mm-hmm. Don't do the fucking... I get you. you know. Yeah, gripping it. Um, I'd like to talk about another food thing. Okay. I, call, I like to call this the hamburger paradox. Okay, good. <laughs> I, Chris, the, the reaction that Chris just made is like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? So hear me out. I find, find when I eat a hamburger, the bottom of the bun disappears like 60% faster than the top of the That's bun. That's a fair point. And yeah. now I just have this little circle of bottom bun, and I'm trying to eat around it to enjoy the top of the bun. And I find hamburgers to be a daunting thing to eat. Uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's so strange how the bottom bun can disappear like that last piece of rock in a magma pool. <laughs> And it gets shorter and shorter as you try to figure out what your next move is. And you at the end, I mean, you're you're holding the hamburger with the point of your thumb because that's the only surface area yeah. that you have upon which to not sink your thumb up into the morass of burger and cheese and meat and nonsense. Dude, it's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. And I also find that just like assembling a burger in general can be pretty stressful. Like if you have avocado on your burger, the second you take a bite, that thing shoots out like a fucking missile out sure of an F fifteen. Yeah, it does. Like a like a child ready to be born. Yeah. Um, I I'm curious. Um, what do you think of people who, when they have a burger, when they take the top bun off and then eat it with a fork and a knife? It's they're just robbing themselves of the way that's supposed to be eaten. I do this. Why, uh, but why don't you just order it with a lettuce wrap or just the but, just the patty? You don't want to seem like a. Most of the time, when you order a burger, you can't. You don't have the option of saying, you know, hold the hold the roof. <laughs> I'll take. I'll take. take a, the roof I'll take eighty percent of the burger. Um, but the reason that I do this is just sometimes that top bun, especially if it's a potato bun or a challah bun, mm. it's just way too much too bread. Yeah. It, it 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 really 
is it I I like the meat. I like everything that's in, on the inside, and it will uh sort of. J- Okay, so it's a st- it's a it's for the pleasure of it's the It's a ratio experience. thing. Yeah. Not I, just I don't like want to be overwhelmed conscious. by the bread uh, you know, of the burger. Okay. That's fair. Fine. I'm fine with that. Um I think the just the general assembly, like some you know when a, a real big juicy juicy burger, they they stab that steak in it like the way you fucking do to a vampire that you're trying to kill, you know what I mean? Like they take the 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 piece of wood and they kind of poke it in there oh a little toothpick to, to hold it all together kind yeah of? yeah that's nice sometimes i've pl- i've played with the idea of trying to leave that in while i take the first bite because i've seen hillary do it successfully i'm like oh maybe i can she do it's around the tent pole my problem is i can't do it without stabbing myself no i'll eat i'll eat the toothpick yeah i eat the toothpick yeah i do that that's that's um, tricky that's risky and i like veggie burgers a lot but they crumble immediately like a homemade veggie burger you take one bite it's officially on your plate and that sucks too <laughs> Oh man! Well, I hope people listen to this as they're gearing up for Thanksgiving because uh, this is it's a food. It's amazing. There's so many podcasts that are just about food. Yeah, it's, it's true. Isn't that interesting? That is that yeah. is an interesting thing. I mean, dude, I don't know. A burger is definitely a very classic meal. I like. There's probably six years of my life where when I went to dinner, that was the only thing that I ordered for six straight years. Well, you know what it teenager. is is that every single waiter or waitress, when you say what's good here, says our burger is really good. Yeah, I guess that's you true. you can't really fuck up a burger. Yeah, I guess you're right. And, and that, always and, a treat. Yeah, and regardless of what kind of place you're at. Like, if you're at a fancy place, the burger's probably really good. But if you're at Chili's, the burger's going to be really good, too. Like, just like... Yeah. And that's the place, like, when we would go to dinner when I was a kid, we go to, like, Ruby Tuesday and stuff. Yeah. Um, And that's what I'd end up having. But, dude, I'll tell you what. And there's nothing better to go along with a burger than a nice Stewart spiked seltzer. Oh, wow. You're talking about America right now. <laughs> Run it. Running the gamut of experiences, running it deep you into know? nostalgia and and <laughs> childhood and Americana, all that good stuff. Because as a kid, you could, um, you know, having a nice Stewart's with your burger was really nice. Stewart yeah. soda, wrap that puppy in an American flag koozie. <laughs> and as an adult, uh, same situation. Like just just make it a spiked seltzer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Stewart's is expanding. They are currently uh, in in limited states. Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Colorado, New York, New Jersey. Uh, however, it's going to be everywhere starting the beginning uh, of 2022 at some point. Mm. Uh, so look out for that. If you're not sure where to find it, uh, you can go to the Stuart Spike website and look at the store locator to find uh, sort of the nearest location to you to get it, um, as well as going on their Instagram at Stuart Spike. Uh, they're very responsive and helpful. Uh, so hit them up there. They have amazing flavors. Not just sort of like the OG root beer and orange cream, uh, or and I think I feel like the black cherry goes either way. Like yeah. that can be like a classic, but it's also kind of like a new take. I actually like flavor. the raspberry lime too, though. I love the raspberry lime also, yeah. and that's especially just like just a fun situation, dude. These are healthy, uh, you know, as far as uh, spiked seltzers go: hundred calories per can, zero to one gram sugar, one gram of carbs, gluten free, vegan, all that good stuff. A sparkling, refreshing, and light treat. Mm. Uh, so get in there. I mean, they've been crafting flavors since 1924. Hard seltzer spiked with classic Stewart's flavors. Iconic just got spiked. Go get yourself some Stewart's. And they are also sponsoring our live shows That's that are right. coming up soon. So if you're there, you're going to get some goodies from them. Okay, dude, what the fuck is catsup? Does anybody actually say that? Is that even a thing? Is it actually ketchup or is it a completely different thing? Catsup. I have no idea. You have no idea. Can, I've heard that. I up? know that. But I've whenever anyone would say that, I mean, I've, I've only heard that someone say that a, maybe a couple times in my life. Is it British? What the fuck is catsup? Did you ever meet someone who referred to a toilet as a turlet? Turlet? Have you not heard that? <laughs> a turlet? Turlet. What the fuck is that? Their way of saying toilet. Turlet. Is that just like a regional thing? It must be. And I would think catsup is You as think well. catsup is a regional Chris, what do we got? Catsup is what regions do they say that? I have friends who say ketchup. I'm like, that's just wrong. You say ketchup. I say ketchup. Yeah, ketchup. Ketchup's the prevailing. Seems safe to me. Yeah. yeah. Catsup. But does anybody say it? Like, I've never heard somebody say catsup. I might start saying it. Can hmm. I please have some catsup? Just to really watch people <laughs> squirm in their chairs. Oh, that would be a great prank on Hill Dog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, interesting. 
Ryan, can you repeat that? Ryan, Ryan's got it here for us. So, Heinz uh, didn't produce any sauces until 1876. Then they originally called it catsup when they made it, but they soon switched it to ketchup to make it stand out better. So nice. now that's the standard way of saying it. That's a good. But there are alternative words. I wonder what the fuck they were doing before 1876. It's like they didn't make sauces until 1876. Were they doing other shit before? <laughs> Cats up, catch up. Oh, dude, how do you pronounce Brooklyn coffee roasting? <laughs> Brooklyn Roasting Company. Brooklyn Rasting <laughs> Company? Well, I pronounce it mm, delicious. <laughs> Every morning. Sierra brings me my delicious iced oat milk latte in a mason jar. You know what's funny? That sounds really good. I, I went on uh, the Are You Garbage podcast, uh-huh. and somehow we were talking about this, and I, I mentioned that she did that, and uh, we were talking about like nice things that people do for each other in their relationships, and then people hit me up, and they were like, I can't believe you make your girlfriend bring you coffee in the morning. You're like, like I, I don't. If she Fuck didn't, off. it's not as if I would scold God. her. You know, it's not her duty. It's just something nice that she does for me. I, <laughs> I try to pay it back with other things. Point is, Brooklyn Roasting Company is the best coffee in the world. I've been back really on the uh, the BQE good. espresso, the Iris oh, espresso. Really good. The 3D is really good too. It's the nice BQE and is nutty. Um, very aromatic, very fresh coffee. They know what they're doing over there. We love it. What do you have um, to say about it? Dude, I mean, I just think it's absolutely delicious. There's something for everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, all sorts of different blends. It's fun to kind of like find the one you really like. And it's also fun to kind of pick new ones and just try them for the sake of trying it. You know what I mean? Which yeah. The Coffee of the Month Club is so cool. Um, we know we really love uh, Brooklyn Roasting Company. So get yourself some Oops Beans. Oops 5% Beans off your is order. the code. Brooklynroasting.com. Join the Coffee of the Month Club. You'll enjoy it for your money. Well, we can't give it back to you, but you know, <laughs> get some coffee. You'll like it. Um, dude, so I've had this thing happening to me in my building and this, this is from a couple of weeks ago, but it's still worth discussing because it's, it's crazy. So after Halloween ended in my building for a few days, whatever leftover candy, I guess the building had, they just put it out in the lobby. So, and it had been there also starting on Halloween the day after Halloween, right? So I, on Halloween, I come downstairs, there's a bowl of it in the lobby, right? I go up to the bowl, I grab a piece of candy, and as I'm walking out, the doorman's like, you got to be wearing a costume for the candy, but I'll let it slide this time. And Hillary took that as gospel. She was like, see, that wasn't for you. But I think the guy was fucking with me. (laughs) I think he was fucking with me, dude. Uh, So I come back and forth, and now I'm eyeing, for a few days pass by, and the candy's still there. And I'm like is this just for the kids now? Like it was originally just for the trick or treaters. Is this now just for the children in the building? Am I being a dick by hitting the candy? So I get down there and the doorman's in the back getting packages. So I could grab nerds, throw them in my pocket, whatever. And then I come back in the building later and the doorman is standing next to, in front of the table with the candy as I approach the elevator. So the, uh, the candy's across from the elevators. As I pass the table, the doorman then pivots, blocking me from the candy without saying he's blocking me from the candy. But it appeared, and then he hits the elevator button for me. It almost seemed as if he was deliberately blocking me from getting to the candy. I'm like, am I in a fucking curb episode? Like, what is this shit? I know. Wow, that's great. What do you think? Well, I've met your doorman, and I would say that he seems to take his job very seriously. The night guy? Yeah, I but think I so. I would say in a good way. He plays classical music. He's very polite. Yeah, it, let's put it. There, there's two sort of speeds of doormen in New York, and I think the biggest way to differentiate between between the two of them is when you arrive and you say, "I'm here to see Giulio Gallerati." They'll say, "What's your name?" And then one type will call up and get you on the phone and say Francis Ellis is here and then you have to give him permission to let me up other people will see like oh he's Julio's age clearly right. this is a friend they go by and the they'll gut. just say like go on up Francis is on his way and then they'll call yes. as I'm in the elevator to let you know interesting yeah and it's a level of following the rule book to a T versus using common sense and being like this isn't some guy 
off the street going up there to murder Julia. Right, right, right. Um, And I think your doorman is a by the book guy. Yeah. And honestly, I I appreciate the effort. So another thing I find interesting about doorman, they tend to be people who are like super comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. Like they'll tell you stuff like you'll be going somewhere and they will stop you to tell you things. And like, that's fine. You know what I mean? I, I, I wonder what came first. Is it like when you hire the doorman, they just end up becoming like that? Or you can take, because they all end up being very similar in demeanor. Right. I find. Right. The night guy, who I think you're referring to, he, I really appreciate the little touches he does. Like when he sends our food up, because our system is that they put the food in the elevator and then we come out to it's the elevator. It's a good elevator. system. I like that system. And he goes, I'll send your food up in the elevator. And then the food will be on a little rolling table that has a nice little tablecloth over it. What? And he plays, he plays mu- classical music in the lobby. He like really sets the vibe. Wow. That's I really nice. appreciate it. And all the doormen are actually wonderful. Um, but I really, I, I think the night guy has a, has a nice touch to it. You know, it's funny sometimes that they, they call the night guy here, the night porter. Oh, interesting. And then the guys during the day are the doormen. Interesting. We have a porter too, but he's I think the day. being a night porter would be a pretty nice job to re- sort of retire in. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're literally working the full on night shift, I would have trouble sort of operating on opposite schedule yeah, but if you're 65 years old and you know you i guess you don't have a family i don't know what it is but what an easy wonderful job just nobody's coming in chill, nobody's yeah. coming out really you'll see five people through the night four maybe yeah. and uh get to just watch tv shows on your phone that's what they do yeah yeah it is chill mm-hmm. dude uh hill dog i'm gonna throw hill dog under the bus a little here but she is always worried that like the do- what the doormen are thinking about her. So like if she has a night out with clients and she comes home late, she's like, oh, they must think that I'm like this is party girl or whatever she'll say. And I'm like, and I think that's sweet of her to like care what they think. But, yeah. But like, do they do they think anything? I have the same uh, problem that Hillary does because I am not concerned at all. I'll come home from walking Kojai having ripped a joint. With my eyes uh, and you're all bloodshot as hell, and I look at them and say, "Hey," and I can just—I know they know, right? And I'm like, "Man, they must think I'm such a degenerate pothead." Oh, uh, you know who who, I, and and I'm—it it makes me sad. It makes me feel sad about myself. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like I, I, you know, the door. I respect the doorman, of course, but like I don't feel like why am I worried about what they are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't seem to worry about what I think. Why should I worry about what they think? It's just like this weird dynamic. I'm there like, is a Hill. Like, you they don't work do, for these guys. They are very I think they're discreet. I think there is a direct correlation to, between how discreet they are and how well they do in their job. Interesting. Um and it, it, you know, people really value their privacy in their home. And totally. Doormen do have an eye into your world more yeah. than anyone else. That book, the show Made, which I told you to watch. Oh, I've been watching it. So good. Poor Hill Dog, dude. Waterworks by the end of every single episode. Yeah. Just like fucking, there's a puddle. It's pretty moving. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, Spectacular show. I'm but three episodes in. I won't give re- anything away. Re- spoilers. I was just going to say that the, the show is based on a book. Okay. Which was written by, you know, a maid. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, I think, I think it's called Confessions of a Maid or something. Um. I haven't read the book, but I'm just guessing that it's her stories of, you know, working in different wealthy houses and the treatment she's got and what she saw and that you have so much access to people's lives as a maid. You know, one of the things I originally pitched um, early on to my manager was a book about my experience tutoring wealthy families in New York City. That's cool. And some of the experiences that I had and they liked it. But then I remember they, my agency shut it down because it was right before Parasite was about to come out. Uh, and Parasite had already debuted at like Con or something and everyone was talking about it. And they were like, look, you can't do the story of the tutor right now because yeah, this movie is, too good. <laughs> is gonna just crush any idea you might have. And that's why it's important to have a good fucking agent, dude. Like not uh, allowing you to have the gift of not wasting any more time. Yeah. What a solid thing. To but do. someone, 
I don't even know who recently published a book about tutoring uh, wealthy well, families out in the Hamptons, which is something I did. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. Sometimes you see that and you're like, that that was my book. Yeah. Why didn't I write that? That should have been me. Yeah. Like you should have like if you'd waited a year after Parasite and then tried to get it cooking again, you probably could. Yeah, and, and the easy thing is to say, well, like you can't say it was your book, you didn't do it. And well, the reason I didn't do it was because I was told, told not, not to do to. it by the industry. Right. Uh, so I guess maybe I take it back. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. What do you say we uh, we'll get out of here with a nice email? Oh, please. An um, email. This is called Breakup Closure Advice. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Great. Um, love the pod boys in need of some advice. I'm currently going through a breakup with an amazing girl who I loved. We were together for nine months, both 27 years old. The relationship ended due to the religion aspect, which you guys previously discussed. Interesting. She's an amazing girl. Uh, and she deserves the best family who will accept her for who she is and not what religion she practices. I'm struggling with getting enough closure. Uh, in your past breakups, how did the final conversation go with her? And how did you agree on your contacting each other going forward? It really hurts when she texts me saying she misses me. And I know if I reciprocate, it will just lead to a kind of a toxic relapse. How do you move forward with a breakup? How do you know when you've gotten enough closure? There's actually a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. Lots to unpack here. Um, I'm kind of going to ignore the re religion aspect just to simplify my answer. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's funny when we get asked about breakups or when people ask me about breakups. Because as soon as I start hearing, you know, we only date, we dated for nine months, we're 27, I instantly, my mind just sort of minimizes right. the gravity of this breakup. Which is, a, is an incorrect impulse. It is. And I, and I apologize for that. But as a 32-year-old who has been through, you know, many breakups, I just look back on the pain and the end of world feeling I had from a breakup at 25 or whatever and it's completely gone. Right. And everyone's answer in the moment is time heals all wounds. And it's just so true. And it's true, but it's not something that you can it's such a vague term. Yeah, it doesn't help you in the moment. It doesn't help you in the moment. It's going to suck. So period. practical steps, I think the first and foremost is you just have to not talk to this person anymore. Yeah. You cannot have any access or exposure to them at all. Yeah. You need them out of your you life need, you need until you are stable enough and they're stable enough that somehow you can try to find a way to interact yeah. on, on totally platonic terms. Otherwise, you're just going to torture each other. Um. And that's and that's just the bottom line. So you gotta you gotta block them. Yeah, I, I, you gotta block them. I, so I don't. I have always sort of put myself through hell attempting to like not do that, and I don't recommend that route. It takes like five times longer to get over it when you're like, all right, we'll just be friends. I'm not. It's just like torture, and it's not worth it. I sometimes feel like blocking is maybe extreme, but it doesn't have to be. Like to your point, out of sight, out of mind. It really uh, expedites the process. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of getting mm -hmm. us over something. As far as the religion aspect goes, and listen, I know it's been nine months, uh, and it sounds like your parents are the ones who don't accept her. Um, I don't know if that's a good enough reason to throw it away if you really care about her. You know what I mean? I think that you know there's other things that can be done. Like, you know, could you have a frank conversation about maybe would she be willing to do your religion or something? Um, and if she's not, what else can you do? Like, there has to be a way to kind of problem solve that doesn't involve ending a good thing because you're fucking loser parents. Mm -hmm. No offense to your parents. I'm sure they're lovely, but like for them to sort of put that on you is not fair. It's your life. It's not their life. And I understand if, if the culture is important to you and this is a big part of your life, see if you can make it work. 
it's early enough now that I guess, you know, cutting it off maybe less pain, but like, what are you missing out on by doing that? I don't know. Yeah. You know, quick, quick aside. Um, we've talked about converting to your partner's religion for the sake of making a relationship work. I think in the past I've had the mindset a little bit of, you know, it's, it's sad to me when, when people are so stuck in their tradition or wanting to appease their family that they, they can't accept someone of a different, you know, cultural practice. Um, and I recently ran into some friends and I didn't really know this about them, but they recently got married and, uh, the, the wife is Greek Orthodox. Um, and obviously the, the husband was not. And, um, the priest that they were meeting with who was going to marry them said, look, you know, you guys can get married, but he has to convert and, or he has to get baptized. I think that's what it was. And, um, and she was like, don't worry about it. We we can find another, we can do, we don't have to do this. We can do a civil ceremony, whatever. And he was like, no, 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 I I'm, I'm on board. And he did it. He did the full baptism where, you know, dunking your head underwater in a shirt, like in a warm tub or whatever. And, and went all out for it. And then (laughs) afterwards, I think part of it was that he thought her family would be really happy about it. Uh And then afterwards the parents, she has like two, a brother and a sister came up and they were like, why did you do that? And he was like, what do you mean? And he was like, yeah, our daughter didn't do it. Or like our son, oh son-in-law God. didn't have to do it. Like we wouldn't have asked you to do this. And uh, when being a team player goes, wrong. I know, I know. But, you know, look, I mean, it, you know, it's still it's still a nice thing. And, and I, I actually admired him for doing it. Yeah. So I think my my stance is that, you know, someone willing to to come over and, and really uh, sort of buy into the cultural uh, specifications or expectations of of your partner's side is, is a huge and wonderful gift. Yeah. Uh, and nice selfless thing. thing to do. Yeah. It can be a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, see if you can get her back in the mix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, oops, the podcast, happy holidays. Uh, enjoy your time with your, with your loved ones. Um, you know where to find us at oops, the podcast, oops, the podcast at gmail.com live shows, December 1st and 7th. Excited for you guys to come to them. We announced this kind of already on some past episodes, but if you are coming to these live shows and you have anything that you want us to talk about, either with you up there or just while you're there or whatever, we're definitely open to that and want those kind of things. Uh, it's our first show. So we're experimenting with some different stuff. Um, please send those our way. That could be really fun. Also obviously presented by Stuart Seltzer that you guys will all be getting some goodies. Uh, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, and hopefully we're adding more shows soon. We love you all. Talk soon.